Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. I think mystery is important. And I think that unless you're in a situation where the visual is amazing, like in studio, I feel like when people are on Zoom calls, they end up focusing more on what they look like than actually having a conversation with the person. I've, I've caught so many people on Zoom calls staring at themselves that I'd rather just not have that mirror of being on a Zoom call and just keep it to the audio. I mean, what's your take on individuals that are posting like on Instagram where they're just taking pictures of every little aspect? I mean, is that kind of like a, a negative positive to what you do and your, your, pos- your, uh, your business out there? That's a really good question. I think it's really important for people to think about the audience. And a lot of people when they post are thinking about themselves and they're not thinking about their audience. And my thinking when it comes to social media is to always either entertain or educate. And there's just so much ego and so much narcissistic behavior that I look at so many people on social media and think to myself, have you thought about the audience for a moment? I mean, so do you like, so most people, they're kind of in, in your eyes, I guess, putting that information out there to make them self feel better and not more so, I guess, to what the audience is looking to, to accomplish, I guess. I think it depends on, on the, there's, there's like a billion Instagram users. So it, it all depends on the individual. You give yeah. me the individual and, and I'll tell you what, what I think about their content and if it entertains or inspires or educates. I just know for myself, I'm very aware of my audience. So I like to put out content that entertains my audience and inspires my audience and potentially educates the audience about what I do and how they could do the same thing if they put their mind to it. Now, I mean, how would you describe yourself? Is it bringing hope? Is it, is it educating people? I mean, how do you usually describe yourself as an artist? Well, I usually describe myself as someone who likes to make people feel very good about themselves. I'm always thinking about how to make other people feel great. That is really my number one goal in life. And I use the art that I make. I make photographs, diamond dust works, lenticulars, sculptures, neon light installations. And I make the art so people can see themselves in the art that I create. So my art is like a mirror for the person looking at the art itself. And I know for yourself, I mean, you've had some very um, well-known individuals um, that have have purchased your art. I mean, is there a different way of, and I guess we're all people, it doesn't matter if you're you're a well-known name or or not. I mean, is there a different way of, I guess, marketing to those people and putting some pieces out there that you think would grab those individuals' eyes? To me, everybody's the same. I don't care. If they're famous, they're not famous. If they're 10 years old or 90 years old, people are people are people to me. And I'm not impressed by anyone's like egos and accomplishments. I'm impressed by character. So when, when I, when I make content, I am actually the audience that I make the content for at first. And once I approve of the content, then I put it out there for the world to see, but I am my biggest critic and I am my biggest audience. 
have you always um i guess had had that mindset towards um uh art and to yourself like growing up well not really actually for the majority of my life i really wanted to be understood by others and then i realized that it was much more powerful powerful for myself to understand others instead of trying to get other people to understand me so once i made that switch from wanting to be understood and turning that into wanting to understand others, that gave me a real sense of freedom to truly be myself. Where did that like epiphany come from? Just by being a human being over time. So what, there wasn't like a, a like a, a instant that that kind of happened where you kind of figured it out. Cause I, I know for myself, I always had a problem uh, uh, talking to women when I was a young guy. And it was actually a conversation with my brother that he kind of just changed the way I looked at things. And so that was always the moment that I look at, oh, oh, that kind of changed how I look at it. So was there ever any kind of moment for yourself where it was like, don't care what other people think? I mean, uh, just be who you are that happened or no? It's not really a moment. It's a series of moments and revelations over a sustained period of time. And you realize that it's better to try to understand other people than try to get other people to understand you. Because that's called compassion and empathy. And that's something that I look for in other people. Can you kind of walk us through, I guess, one of those moments that kind of happened to you? Well, just right now talking to you, for example. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about trying to understand where you're coming from as opposed to having you understand where I come from. So yeah. I live in the moment in all conversations. I'm always thinking about trying to understand the other person as opposed to getting the other person to understand me. Well, I mean, it's a, I think a, a big thing, right? I mean, usually I think it happens. It definitely does I mean happen over time for the most part. Right. Um, and I mean, kind of allowing yourself to just be quiet and letting someone else talk. Um, I mean, what were those situations, I guess, where you're like, okay, I'm not who I was back then. And now I want to actually listen to the other person. I mean, is I mean, was it career based? Was it personal based? Was it just, I mean, yoga? I don't know. I mean, was it something that was like the core of kind of making this transition for you? That makes sense? For, for, for me, it's all situational. So okay. I live in the moment and all day long, I'm dealing with many different characters, many different personalities in many different situations. So in all of those situations, I do my best to think about what is important to the other person what the other person's intentions are and how I can be of assistance to the other person and bring value to the other person. That's always what I'm thinking in all interactions I have. It doesn't matter what the interaction is. Well, then let me change, let me, let me change the question. I mean, you've been an artist where you're, you're providing education, providing for your audience or like that. When you first started in this industry, did you have the same mindset? Well, number one, I never, ever thought about this industry ever. For me, I just always wanted to create beautiful, beautiful photographs. And then I wanted to recreate myself. And then I started making neons. And then I wanted to recreate myself. I started making diamond dust prints. Then I wanted to recreate myself and started doing lenticulars. Then I wanted to recreate myself and do podcasts. Then I wanted to recreate myself and do public speaking. So it's a series of many different art forms for me. It's all art. The way you dress, the way you speak, the way you interact with people. 
it's just all art. Were you able to make a, a living in those other um, other paths? I mean, because we can make, I mean, I guess technically we all can make some sort of art, yet it's going to be on the audience that they're going to actually want it and want to purchase it. Let me explain how I run my business. Okay. I was a waiter for many, many years in New York City. I was very fine being a waiter in New York City while I can make photographs during the day. And then many, many years ago, I found representation in New York City and I started doing advertising campaigns for companies all over the world and that allowed me to not be a waiter anymore. And then I went from being a service where people could hire me to creating a product with my own identifiable style and I found manufacturers to help me manufacture my product and then I found distributors to distribute my product all over the world. So I'm in the business of manufacturing and just distributing what I manufacture all over the world under the guise of artist, but it's a business for me as well because I create and I distribute and I manage my manufacturers and I manage my distributors all over the world. Now with your representation, I mean, what was the process there? So someone's listening right now and, and they're looking to get into the field or they're currently in the field, but don't have representation. I mean, what were some qualities that, that you originally looked for and in the end found out that you're the right person? Well, the most important thing for me was not to get others to believe in me, but for me to believe in others. So when I started looking for representation, I started thinking how I could find people who I would believe in. Whereas a lot of people aren't thinking about believing in other people. They're trying to find people to believe in them. And that can be a big mistake. It's kind of like thirsty and desperate. And I never came from that area of being thirsty and being desperate. I always knew that I had something that I knew the world wanted to see. And after doing this for almost 30 years, I proved to myself, looking back, what I knew back then looking forward. Did, how do you know you found the right person? I mean, you're, I know you're talking about the you're not looking for because you find you. This is the thing you find you, you go through people in life. Like you get into a relationship, you realize I like this person. But for me, I don't really judge anyone until at least ninety days of knowing them. So mm -hmm. people can be on their best behavior, but after ninety days is when I start to form a judgment, and then I decide on if I value that person's character or not because I know what kind of character I have, and I know what kind of person I am. I can't expect other people to be me, but I look at people and I study their character. That's the first thing I look for in another person. And I'm also kind of a psychic person. I can read people literally by hearing two sentences on the phone without even seeing their face and tell them about themselves. It's shocking what I can come up with. And I only pull out that weapon when I think people really want to hear it. Like I could do a quick reading on you right now. But I, I got to be really careful when I when I pull that magic trick out of the hat. <laughs> the uh, so again, it's a skill set, right? I know you're talking about that. You've um, this is something that's evolved over time. Has this? I mean, have you had a mentor to help you with this skill set, or is it? Yeah, again, I, I've, ha I've had mentors all along the way. I'm always looking for mentors who who are skilled in a way that I'm not skilled, and I take something from everybody and adapt it to my own skill set. I want to squeeze the juice out of my skill set every single day. I don't waste any days ever doing mundane shit and chasing cheap dopamine. Mm -hmm. I think about this long-term 
I have amazing relationships all over the world and I have different pieces of art that I've created for many, many years that are on people's walls in homes all over the world. Because that's what my purpose is and that's what I've been pursuing for so many years. Making other people happy through art. Beautiful. Now, I, I know your skill set, the ability to read people, to kind of, I mean, understand someone, I mean, maybe after two sentences or, I mean, up to uh, a couple months. If someone's listening right now, I mean, is there something you could teach them to better understand the people they put around them? Yeah, instead of thinking about what people think about you, why don't you think about what people think about themselves? That's a very big one for me. The ability to look at someone and think, I wonder what you think of yourself as opposed to what do you think of me? Mm. And so if it, would you rather be with someone that thinks very, very highly of themselves or someone that doesn't think highly of themselves at all? I'm not really sure how to answer that question. Would I rather be around people who think highly of themselves? Yeah, or like don't think. Let me answer the question better for you. Okay. I like to be around people who are empathetic and com and compassionate people. That's one of the first things I look for in a person is that they're compassionate and empathetic. Okay. No, I I understand that. I know you, your statement was that you want to see how they think about themselves, right? So I'm trying to get the idea of of how that correlates to how you would perceive a person, right? So if they are thinking they're very prideful, I guess, or very egotistical, right? They they think very highly of themselves relative to someone that um Well, let me put another let me let me sort of interrupt. Let me put another word. I like people who are really genuinely interested in others okay. instead of people who find them, themselves to be extremely interesting. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to, back to your point where uh, allow yourself to listen to the other person. So in like a conversation or that initial communication with another person, if they're actually taking the time to, to listen to you, that goes a long way in your book. People are generally thinking about themselves. Yeah. So when I look at people, I think to myself, two things right away number one what is important to this person and number two what are their intentions mm. got it now now kind of going back to back to yourself i mean i know you had the representation it sounds like they played a um a very big factor in kind of you growing your brand and expanding it do you think there i mean if you look back on kind of that roadmap was there a particular roadmap or was it Let's turn left here, right here, and let's kind of see what happens or looking back on it. It's all trial and error with, with every relationship that you have in your life. Sometimes friends can become strangers and other times strangers can become friends. And the universe introduces you to all sorts of different people in your life. And it's up to you to decide who to let in. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to behavior and that's something that I watch very closely in relationships. And that's what I create also when it comes to art is behavior, interactions with other people and interactions with people with themselves.
going back, I mean, going back to your your art career, I mean, was there a moment where you go, this is my my big break? That's a great question. I'm going to answer that for you. The moment I found photography in 1992 was the moment, that was the biggest break I ever had, was the moment I found my purpose. Because the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find your purpose. That was my big break when I knew what my purpose would be. Hmm. Was it, I mean, is there, I mean, because I know, I don't know, I may, maybe, maybe we look at it differently. I mean, there's, I guess, moments where you go, this is my purpose. And then you go, I'm actually successful in my purpose. Uh, was there, did that happen to you where it's like, okay, this is my purpose. And actually people are buying my, my, my purpose or buying what I'm putting out there. Well, it all depends on how you, how you define success. So I don't define success with someone buying my work. I define success by being in a, in a very good spot in your mind mentally. That's success to me, mental health, being grateful, being appreciative of being alive is the ultimate break is the ultimate success. And that's what success is to me, not external validation, not money, hmm. winning, winning is the ultimate success and being grateful and paying attention to your thoughts. That's what success is to me. And I know you kind of said it already, but how, how do you define winning? Winning is basically, that's a great question. Winning to me is basically being able to do what you want, when you want, how you want without a worry in the world. And that's what winning is to me. In other words, winning is spelled F-R-E-E-D-O-M, freedom. And I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you're, you're very, you've been very aware and I'm not sure how long that's been, but very aware of, I have income coming through and I just got to appreciate what it is. I mean, was there a, how long did it take for that freedom to occur in this, in this industry? Well, I never thought I was in a particular industry ever. Oh, wow. I've always kind of felt freedom because I've always wanted to just be myself. And I think people get trapped when they become what they think other people think they should be. But the ultimate freedom is to be able to be yourself. So in a way, I've always felt free. Hmm. <laughs> is there a, um, I don't know, a trick you do, or not? maybe not a trick, it's not the right word, but something you do consistently to kind of bring you back to that level of happiness that you're talking about? Is it affirmations or is it going back to the wins you had, going back to what you're grateful for with the freedom? I mean, is there something you do to just bring you back on track when you have those maybe a bad morning, bad day, uh, anything like that? That's a really good question. For me, it's very simple. I sleep eight to 10 hours every single night. I drink four liters of water a day. I go to the gym five or six days a week. And that's the foundation to me feeling great physically and mentally. If you give me four hours sleep and no water and no exercise, I'll be a miserable person. There's nothing to do with success in any industry. It's about how you treat yourself and your body and your mind. It all starts with health for me. Health is my number one priority.
Gotcha. So, so the knowing when you've hit those timelines of the had good sleep, had enough water, that kind of restarts the the track, getting you back on track. Because I, I know for myself, and I, I think I heard this from Dwayne Johnson, the, the Rock, but he has his the gym, his workout in the morning as kind of his restart. So if he had a bad day the day before, his restart is going to the gym in the morning, and everything else is going to be positive now. Is that kind of like the sleep and the drinking the water kind of your restart, I guess? It's not a restart. I think the key is to take care of yourself physically first so you can be there for yourself mentally later. But if you don't take care of yourself physically, you won't be there for yourself mentally. Uh, do you, I mean, now kind of foreshadowing into the future, I mean, with all the different kind of technology that's going to be coming out there and you have kind of artificial uh, intelligence and they're doing, I mean, Canva and all these different platforms. Do you see basically uh, the community that you're in changing at all in the next five, 10 years? I'm not really a part of any community, Okay. but I'm always willing to adapt to new technologies. I started using film cameras, then I used digital cameras and I used a, a phone that was plugged in before cell phones. Then I had a flip phone, then I had cell phones and then Instagram came and then TikTok came and then Twitter came. So I'm always open to adopting new technologies and to see what works for me and the vision that I have. It all starts with a vision that you have for yourself. You have to know where you want to go and figure out how you're going to get there. Is there anything that you're looking into kind of currently uh, that you might have to uh, adopt this newer technology? I'm just constantly aware okay. of what the possibilities are. And then I decide what will be of use to me and my vision moving forward. The true equipment is your mind. The technology is just another instrument to utilize your mind, which is the greatest piece of equipment you could ever have. And like, how do you, I guess, or when do you know it's the right time to dissect new technology? Is it, oh, I'm seeing it happen with other people. Let me just give it a chance. Or, I mean, talking to your representation and they're telling you, hey, you might wanna look at this. I mean, what does that process look like? It's a very simple answer. For me, everything's either a fuck yes or fuck no. Mm. And once I do my due diligence in any situation, I know if it's right for me or it's not right for me by trial and error and experience. I don't rely on any technology. For me, it's all about human connection. Hmm. Do you, and, and kind of going back, I guess, to, I mean, this, this whole roadmap that you've kind of built to kind of get to where you are today do you look at a certain thing or a certain moment uh that you feel that was kind of like the tough thing that i really had to work through or that is currently the tough thing that i'm working through i think being a human being is is, is a tough experience because life is extremely fragile and we're all one decision away from either being dead or in prison so it all comes down to decision making and we're not all perfect. So for example, yesterday I was walking across the street and I was texting my friend who I was meeting and I almost got run over by an electric bike, like literally missed me by about one inch. And that was one of those moments I thought to myself, wow, I shouldn't be texting as I'm walking down the street. That was my fault. So I don't really blame other people. 
I just blame myself. People are going to do whatever they're going to do. So my expectations are very, very, very low, but they're very high when it comes to myself. So for me, it's just a series of moments. The world is a stage and we are all directing our own movies. We're all the star of our own movies. We're all the directors of our own movies. And it comes down to what movie do you want to create for your life and for yourself and for the world? So how would you define your movie? Is it a comedy, a rom-com? My movie is all about making other people feel great through the art that I create. That's what my life purpose is. I want to make people feel great through the art that I create. DavidDraven.com. Is that the best way of them uh, getting more information about um, what you're be putting out there? Well, my Instagram is David Draven. My TikTok's David Draven. My website's David Draven, D-R-E-B-I-N.com. Uh, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, David. Any last words that you want to throw out there to, to the audience? Well, yes. You, you asked me earlier in email about adversity and to answer your question about adversity. And the reality is that there's adversity every single day, all day. And it's about how you handle what happens to you that is often the key to your success. To never react with too much emotion, but to feel first and then think about how you're going to figure out how to execute the vision that you have for yourself in the movie of your life. And, and I mean, I have to ask, I mean, is there any, like for someone listening, right? If they're trying to emulate what you're doing there, is there any sort of process? I mean, that with having the vision, I mean, putting the vision together, uh, executing the vision. I mean, is there a process someone can listen to right now and say, okay, you know what? I want to be like David. And that's how I should kind of walk that roadmap. I think when people meet other people, they should also always think, or they should always think, how can I be of service to you? What can I do for you as opposed to what can you do for me? And once you create value in the world with what I can do for you as opposed to what you can do for me, then that's the beginning of winning. Well, thank you, David, for, for being here. Um, yeah, I mean... I think there's a lot of, I think, key takeaways for people listening, right? It's that, the idea of, I mean, letting other people talk, being actually curious um, and bringing positivity. I mean, take care of yourself. I mean, there's a lot of key takeaways um, that, I, that I think people could, can really take away from, from this conversation. And hopefully, I mean, at least if, if, if you took something away from, from this podcast, go in the show notes, go find David, go to his Instagram. It doesn't hurt to follow. Maybe you'll you'll find some content that that you'll be able to appreciate, and maybe at a point in time you'll you'll buy some of his his stuff too. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, please subscribe, please share, and go find David. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Road to Growth: Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.theenriquezgroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group signing off.